You ever found yourself chasing something that you can't catch? I mean, seriously. Whether it's a chicken, a cat, a dog. Your wife. <laughs> Can you imagine? Your, Your wife. wife. Yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine trying to chase the wind? That is where we're settling in today, and we're talking more in depth about Welcome to a podcast here with Steve and Eddie. We're glad that you're here with us, and uh, it's a glorious day. Uh, making sure that we're found in God. You know, Amen. we have um, going through the processes of checking in and out of our days with uh, where God has us. Uh, we find ourselves being drawn to different aspects of life. And uh, that's what we're going to be talking about today and the relevancy of, of the message that was just spoken uh, from Eddie this last Sunday about chasing the wind. And um, we're talking and jumping into Ecclesiastes. So we're going to be doing that here, just actually not spending much time in anything else, but going right into that. But I want to tell you, I don't know if it's you that make this coffee, but it's it's downright tasty. Yeah, well... I think, Kurt, we take turns, whoever gets back there first in the afternoon. So. Well, see, I, I don't ever make coffee back there. Uh, you guys you guys always make it. And then if anybody wants a specialty coffee, I've got an espresso maker here, and I give them a, a shot of espresso yeah. if they want. But um, I appreciate you making the coffee. That's and, right. and actually, you, had, you, you took my cup, you filled it up, and brought it back to me. I appreciate that, Pastor. I uh, appreciate welcome. your servants, uh, your yep. servanthood. So uh, thank you for doing that. So, so see how he is? He's, he's part-time barista, part-time right. janitor, part-time yeah. speaker. Yeah. <laughs> Brother, we love you. We love you. So anything uh, anything new, uh, just as of a recent, uh, just a few things here, uh, doing okay? Izzy, Izzy, your dog is good? Yeah, she just went through a spell of the ear infection, but uh, Diana, the vet, she is, should be a vet. She does a good job. <laughs> Diana, got her, the vet. Got her healed up with some medicine and back on the path to harassment okay so, well that's so good she's got an attitude our dog does so well it's it's kind of funny you know uh, once again uh cooper my dog is uh izzy's sister came from the same litter and uh they have quite the time together and buster who is a chihuahua is not of the same litter but it's quite the sight when they all get together yeah. And then you throw Berkeley, the Bernice Mountain Dog mix of standard poodle, and you better look out because yeah, for sure. she is uh, wild. She, when she gets when she gets running, and she's just a pup. She's what I don't know, six seven months. Um, maybe she's more than that, but um, not definitely not a year yet. No. But uh, she gets a going, and and I love to say it this way: she gull. I almost want to say gallops. I mean, it's yeah, almost like that. You, you gallops through the through the house, and boy, when she gets yeah. that big old body she going, she gets to go and jumps up out. on the couch. Yeah. So uh, anyway, we have fun with our canines for sure, and we do love them. But um, uh, they're free rascals, uh, full of joy. Well, without further ado, I would love to pray in uh, to this time together, and um, as we speak about uh, the things that we chase after that we can't grab a hold of what God wants us to chase after. Lord, I thank you for this day. You are so good and, and kind and gracious and amazing. We can come before your throne today and just ask that you would be a part of this podcast, that you would lead the way, that, that you would give us the right words to say and the, the way that we think and, and roll through may it be your wisdom. So Lord, we just re, we just release it unto you so that your Holy Spirit can work in us. 
It's in Jesus' name I pray all these things. Amen. Amen. Chasing the wind, part one. Have you ever wanted to be free from all your responsibilities, to unshackle yourself from those demands that weigh your life down? Have you ever gotten the itch to strike out on your own so that you could fulfill some of those dreams which now only collect dust in the recesses of your mind? Have you ever wondered if your current lifestyle should be traded in for a newer and more exciting one? If you answered yes to any of these questions, you're not alone. Many people are dissatisfied, frustrated, even bored with their lives. And we get into Solomon. Uh, he uh, tried to interject adventure and excitement and all these things in his life without God. And then he found out that life without God is futile, that it is like chasing the wind. And that's the message that, that he puts in this journal. Yet we grew up thinking we can become masters of our own destinies. People have always os uh, oscillated between an overcompetent mindset of majesty mastery of their lives and a pessimistic system that the world is against us since there's little we can do about it. When we start to think a bit about our existence, we, life can appear quite puzzling and mysterious. One thing is certain, life is a journey from cradle to grave with lots of questions along the way. Some of us try to stay amused to the point where we just laugh our way through life, never really confronting its many pains and frustrations. Such attempts turn out to be in vain. Right. Yeah, we. I'm kind of. I'm kind of guilty of that. Sometimes you want everything to be fun and kind of laugh it off, but there are things in life that you can't laugh off. The responsibilities that we have uh, as fathers and parents, as grandpas, as citizens in this life, and as members of the body of Christ, that all comes with a price. That's a. Right. There's a responsibility to that. Others are daily aware of injustice, oppression, and the cruel realities of our world. Whether young or old, this is a point where we must ask what life is really about. It is a journey with God going somewhere or on an empty straining through nothingless really going nowhere. And that's the point of why are we here? Mm -hmm. What is our purpose? Our, we're here to glorify God. The purpose is to serve Him, but that a lot of people, they don't know that. You know, is I it, think that's why there's a lot of uneasiness. They don't know why they're here. Right. You know, uh, was it was it Solomon that that said, and maybe um, I have to maybe look this up, but like uh, like holding sand, right, through the fingers, yeah. it, it just it, it falls and it, and it pours away, and it. It's like it, the Kansas song, "Dust in the Wind." Yeah, dust in the wind, right? <laughs> we 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 in chasing this and and going after things that are not substantial or or things that we desire we find after we get to that point it's it only grabs a hold of a certain void in our life and doesn't fill it completely and a lot of it comes down to to our attitude I, that's what i loved about jesus's mom mary my goodness out of all the women on earth he chose her mm. to be the vessel of salvation mm -hmm. through her Christ would be born into the world uh, she would love him and nurture him and then watch him murdered <laughs> for people that didn't care almost mm. but the fact is and how she got by she always saw herself as lowly she always elevated God in her life she didn't have any pride or any I mean she was completely humble that's how she got through life yeah, she didn't and she I think the same uh, appears it can come to us as well. Yeah. If you have to ask people if you're humble, you're not humble. Mm, mm -hmm. <laughs> you don't ask it. Yeah. 
people tell you. Do you know who see. I am? Yeah, exactly right. <laughs> you don't know who yeah, I yeah, am. Yeah, well, that's that's yeah, that's exactly right. I think about Opal Marie in the back of that car. We got stopped by the police in Casey. He said, young man, do you know who I am? He didn't. He said, I'm the mayor's mom. <laughs> oh, I mean, that, that name dropping. But, it, you know, sometimes we do that. But you don't do that with God. No. That, that's, no. you know, as we seek to find happiness in the midst of a world that is quite broken, many enter into the hard chase for success, wealth, education, and significance. But as we attempt to control life and make everything turn out just the way we want, we end up frustrated with numerous questions about life, justice, and God. Ecclesiastes is a meditation upon such vex vexation and questioning. It's a, it's a book, it's a reflection of a life from a person who had it all, had, it, had done it all and questioned it all during his journey through life. He had more money than Bill Gates, more gifts gone wild to fulfill all the lusts of his youth. He had more power than anyone in his culture and accomplished great things during an illustrious career. To put it in our terms, he was successful in every way. But while we're his computing, computing, concluding thoughts about life, chapter 1, verse 14, everything under the sun is meaningless, like chasing the wind. Mm. It would be like us winning the lottery and every desire, every place we wanted to visit, everything we wanted to own, you could just almost speak it into existence and have it. But when you got to into, into that, to the end of that, you you would really find out says, you know, fulfillment is not in these things. Correct. Uh, it happened to me when I turned fifty. Uh, it was like walking in another room. That I wanted to be a big shot. I wanted to have the big church. I wanted to be in the conference and go to meetings, wear suits, uh, I, all of that. And for some reason, God opened my eyes. It was like taking the scales off. And when I, when I became 50, I realized that all, the only thing in life that matters is people. Mm. So. People in my spheres of influence, people that I've never met, they, they all matter. Um, it, having things and being, a, and be, being popular or well-known, it didn't mean anything to me anymore. And I think Solomon, his realization was of all these things that he had, what he found out that God was the most important thing. God is the only one that can bring fulfillment. God is the only one that give me can give me peace at night when I lay my head on the pillow to go to sleep and not be concerned and anxious for the state of the world. <laughs> you know that's right, uh, and that's and that's what happened. With such a beginning, some might think this would lead Ecclesiastes to be a, a morbid buzzkill of cynical writing. They would be wrong. If we hang around with the preacher of Ecclesiastes a little while, we will see that there is a real message of hope to be found in his reflections. Rather than pessimistic, this writing, in fact, points us toward true wisdom, often lives observed under the sun, reveals itself to be void, empty, and maddening. And that's, that's where we're going in, in this series of messages. Henry David Thoreau, Civil Obedience, and other essays wrote this, and this is a quote that I'm sure Stacy Marine knows and a lot of people have heard it, but it fits so well here. The mass of men lead lives of quiet desperation. What is called resignation is confirmed desperation. From the desperate city you go into the desperate country and have to console yourself with the bravery of minks and muskrats, 
A stereotype but in conscious despair is concealed even under what are called the games and amusements of mankind. There is no play in them, for this comes after work, but it is a characteristic of wisdom not to do desperate things, end of quote. So I, that's the whole point he's talking about is uh, the desperation uh, that, that men have in life, and they cannot, you cannot find <laughs> what you're looking for. It's not there. You, 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 you buy, you do, you go, and it's just, you know, it, it's not there. You know, I, I, and I, I'm sure that, we, that in this uh, series of messages, we will find ourselves. You know, I love Dead Poet Society, and in that, the, the teacher, uh, he advises his students to look at things in a different way. Don't let the world, the flesh, and the devil influence you. He didn't say that, but that's kind of my thoughts in that. That, that we have to, uh, we have to seek God in in all of this. And and, and I've said this a lot as well. All the voices we hear, we have to be in tune with the Holy Spirit. One thing is, is certain. The Book of Ecclesiastes has drawn in the skeptic and the faithful over the centuries, and even captured the attention of an influence. Influential 1960s rock band, The Birds. Remember? Mm. Now is the season turn, 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 mm-hmm. and in, and you know he 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 gets into that about different seasons in life. Um, he, he, man, he makes some great comments on when he talks about um, the, the human body. The eyes fail and things fail, and 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 down at the end, he comes up with that perception and and fear God. Above everything else, it it finally it finally comes through. You know, it's, I was thinking about Solomon and, and the way that he uh, wrote this Ecclesiastes. He, you know, and the, and the things that he was gifted. It, it in some extent, and I don't know, I've I haven't studied it to this level, but you almost wonder if he was like the prodigal son in some form or another. You know, yeah, yeah, he, you do. He's he's given the inheritance. He's given what he has asked for for all the wisdom, uh, and and then so therefore from that he gleans all of this, and then in the end he just realizes that it all of that that it's it's for nothing, and the re- recognition then coming back to his father. Uh, that's our hopes, of course, for Solomon. Yeah, <laughs> we would hope for him to come back to the father, yeah. uh, but it almost kind of just I don't know. It kind of piqued a little interest in my mind. Um, I'm sure I'm not the only one that maybe has In that first that. chapter, you know, uh, we can d- draw three conclusions that apply to us today because I, you know, that's the that's a big deal about sermons. you got, you got to have some application. It's how does this apply to me? This is relevancy. That's exactly what we're doing these podcasts. That's the right. first one is the sensual lure of something better tomorrow robs us of the joys offered today. Mm-hmm. They, seeking more see you can't live in the moment the temptation to seek greener pastures may be unavoidable but we can refuse to become its prey and once we choose to live for today rather than for tomorrow we will find it easier to be content to be content where you're at could be content with what you have and what you don't have and in and thinking tomorrow that you might get it and secondly the personal temptation to escape is always stronger than the realization of its consequences. Seldom do we look beyond anticipated immediate satisfactions 
to detrimental ultimate consequences. However, if we alter our thinking in this regard, we will take a firm step towards seeking the eternal values in life. And then thirdly, the final destination, if God is absent from the scene, will not satisfy. Emptiness and a fleeting sense of contentment pervade a life acted out apart from God's perspective and approval. The only cure for utility and dissatisfaction in our lives is a consistent walk of faith with the living God. It's because without God, we don't have that hope of abundant life here and eternal life in heaven. A lot of people that live without God think that this life is the end. They even might think that heaven and hell is is within the context of our life, but it's not with us as being uh, eternal beings. We, we have that longing for heaven. And we know that as the scripture teaches us, we are only aliens. We are pilgrims passing through a, just a short uh, nanosecond of time compared to mm. eternity. Isn't, and and we have that hope ahead of us. Yeah. Yes, that's it. That's it. You know, and that's God calls us through Jesus Christ and the supernatural power of the Holy Spirit. You know, and that's Verse 14, again in chapter 1 of Ecclesiastes, and everything under the sun is meaningless. It's like chasing the wind. And that's, I hope, <laughs> that for many of us, is our life is not like you said in the beginning, chasing something that's not there. Seeking fame and fortune. You know, we, we talked about Mary in men's group this morning. That's where I was talking about that. And, and how... The world, how culture treats superstars, mm-hmm. whether sports or movies or music, that they, we put them on a higher level than us, mm-hmm. and uh, how sometimes that acts out in their life that they do get to thinking they're a lot more special than anybody else. Well, the lure that <laughs> Satan puts out in in front of us, and uh, those those things that we we hope or long for, that lure. That's that attraction, right? And then that temptation takes us in and it takes us away from God, deeper and further away. And his hope is that you will you will be destroyed. Satan's hope is for you to be destroyed. Des- uh, destruction is in his wake. And oh absolutely that's, that's, um, a, that's a fact. doing all that he can through lies, deceit, destruction. He wants to kill, steal, and, and destroy you and the fact is is that as you check yourself through the Holy Spirit and give God praise and rest in His arms and take time in the Word, you're refreshed and renewed in the things and the joys, not just of what God has given you, That's but right. more importantly, who He is. The love of God that He would even look upon us as sinners to send us one like Jesus. Mm-hmm. That love is beyond our measure, our understanding, but to allow him to be praised, to recognize that on a daily basis, we have got to be sensitive mm-hmm. in how we move forward out of these li- uh, out of our days and, and our years, uh, always seeking his, his goodness. And success in life is, is when you're obedient to the Holy Spirit, regardless of how that looks. You know, a lot of times we define sex of, or success as money uh, or wealth or power, and God doesn't define it that way. That's right. 
what did he say? First shall be last, and the last yeah. shall be and first. And, and to be the greatest, and you I must think serve. Solomon finally figured that out, maybe, after 12 chapters. But Amen. I'm not going to skip to the end, but nonetheless, yeah. that's what he, he talks about, is that restlessness in life. And this is a restless time to, uh, to live. And I, to be honest with you, I don't know how people uh, can function properly without having that security of Christ in their lives. Well, they try to function, but they're grasping at things that do not remain. And even if it's a fleeting moment, uh, they they still fall apart. That's why that's why the drug business does so well, because I I I realize people have to take depression medicine, but I think the Holy Spirit can help with that. Absolutely, with that if we get the right mindset. There are things in which we have become uh, dependent upon. Dependent, Uh, we have. We've allowed this this numbing effect, um, you know. Spoke spoke about that, but that 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 is happening in our physical bodies as much as it is our, and, and then right. it seeps into our souls. We have got to be careful that we have, don't come become comfortably numb, but we allow God to continue to remain vibrant as we stay connected to His. Yeah, and there you, you know, and, that, and that's the thing. I think there's just some things in life that we try to take care of ourselves where, where God could probably help us out yeah, a lot. For sure. So, Pastor, would you pray? Lord, thank you for loving us. And Father, I, I realize that in this day and age, it is hard to stay focused on you, but with so much happening around us, but help us to do that. And help us not to see life as just chasing the wind, but it's being in obedience to you as you continue to fill us Holy Spirit and produce that fruit in our life and my goodness the world needs to see that fruit yes they they need to feel that love and 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 see the calming effect Lord that you have in our lives when we're under pressure that and not completely but most of the time Lord and Holy Spirit you kick in and you take that from us and uh, you bear that burden for us and we thank you for that we do pray for our church we pray god for uh, this covid business that some way shape or form that it can be finally filtered out and we can get on with life and be back to somewhat normal i pray for those that uh, are quarantined and are at home and those that have the virus that as you go to them lord they acknowledge you and they draw strength from you and we pray for our church lord that my prayer is that we can stay open and as we think about mandates and vaccines and on and on that we filter that through you what do you think what do you say to us holy spirit about these issues and we we live with that so we ask these things in your name amen amen lord we are so grateful for you being a part of this today it's amazing how we can even do this type of thing when we're able to to speak forth into people's lives to to talk about the relevancy to get it out on the airwaves like this so lord you know we just want to speak that way to you amen thank you for the the ways that we can get out the word it's good stuff well thanks eddie for being here and uh you know next week pastor sam lewis that's right Pastor Sam's coming this uh, this coming Sunday, and uh, we're looking forward to having him back into the saddle again and and uh, good times. Not that necessarily that Eddie will be gone. That'll just be a surprise for you too. So yeah. you'll have to just show up to see if Eddie will be here or not. Yeah, I will here be here to harass you. 
during church. <laughs> well, thanks for being with us today. God bless you, and may you continue to go out and find that God is all that you need. Until then, next week, we'll say goodbye. <laughs>